the group was getting bigger and bigger and the momentum was not stopping. So the group continued to grow with its huge list of sponsorship deals, which now include Cadbury and Pepsi, which is huge. I don't know about Cadbury, but I know about Pepsi. <laughs> Cadbury's huge. Is that the chocolate? Yeah. Oh, okay. Then go off. Every Easter, I see those commercials. Um, in March 2001, the group had its first controversy, though, with the three male members getting caught with marijuana, and they got arrested. What a what a what a dumb reason to get arrested. But I mean, it was a different time, you know. It's a different time. I mean, it's still not legal in a lot of places, right? True. I think it's also bigger because you know they were you know for the kids. So like, yeah, oh. you know, it's not great for their image. But you know, they're a little older, so you know, it makes sense. Hey, doodle doodle. <laughs> In April 2001, S-Club released Don't Stop Moving. And this is the first single from their upcoming third album. song was written by the members of the group along longtime collaborator Simon Ellis. In addition to hitting number one, the song became one of the biggest selling singles in the UK that year and also received a Brit Award for the best British single in 2002. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love Don't Stop Moving. I think I would say it's my favorite S-Club track overall. Oh, yeah. It's definitely a bit more mature now, for sure. A little, yeah. just slightly cooler. Like, it's just yeah. not as cheesy. It, you know, it's dancey. It's funky. Yeah. Um, Bradley sounds awesome on yeah, the lead. Yeah, he makes and, it cool for me. Yeah, and his dynamic with Joe's voice as well. Like, mm-hmm. their tones work really well together. Yeah. Um, so I do love that. It's got a great bass line. I also do love the vocoder as well. That's right. Um, they do also look like adults in the video as well, which I appreciate. It's tough being a pop star, especially when your audience was young and then you need to like, you're growing up and you're already grown and you have to teeter that That's line right. where it's like looking your age with like not being too, because you don't want to alienate them and then of course losing money, but you don't want to alienate those fans. You have to wait for them to grow up, to understand, you know, <laughs> or you can just be cool kids like you and I were and just like the song, you know, because oh, it's good. But I get it. Like, parents don't want to have their kids listening to some, like, some raunchy mess like they have now. Um, but, yeah, I think Bradley leading the song is a good good choice only because Joe is so vocally prominent that it's good to have a different voice where it's like, hmm, uh-huh. who's that? You know, so it kind of, you know, uh, uh, in a way, in my mind, creates a curiosity that might have not originally been there if you were a newer listener. Or even if you were an old listener, it's like, oh, that's, Wow, I didn't know he could sing like that. Galvanized mm-hmm. interest, you know? So I think it's really, really cool. Um, mm-hmm. And I can totally, totally see why you're so into disco now. Like, the stuff was everywhere in the pot that you consumed. I can totally, totally love it. Yes, I that's right. I can't like it so much. <laughs> yes, yes. This sound has very much been a resurgence. Like, Dua Lipa could release a cover of Don't Stop Moving. It'd probably be a huge hit. <laughs> oh, my God. Which would be bananas and pajamas. If I was any of them, I would sit there and be like, wow, we were ahead of the curve, y'all, just now. I'm pissed. Uh, yeah. so also, bad. I will say with Bradley, he is also their best live vocalist, like Girl. by a mile, huh. by a mile. Really I did suck. watch the clips of the S Club Party Tour and, and, oh, yes. and the later tours as yeah. well, and yeah, he's definitely the consistent. most consistent. But yes. 
This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Speaking of, following the S Club Party Tour that started in May 2001, the group quickly flew to the U.S. to film their third series, Hollywood 7. So most notably, they made sure to include a nod to the real-life relationship that was brewing between members Hannah and Paul, who had begun dating that year. So surprisingly, Paul would actually later reveal many years later that the relationship had actually kind of been forced by management due to the relationship being written into the show before they actually got together. But... They did go on to date for many years, and they actually got back together and broke up a couple times over the next 20-odd years. Yeah. Tumultuous. Sorry, guys. Mm. Uh, Hollywood 7 would begin airing in September 2001 alongside the new reality TV show S Club Search, which would eventually go on to found the group S Club Juniors, which we would love to talk about. So let us know if you'd like a Pop 101 series about them. Yes, for <laughs> yeah. sure. You know what, man? PR dating is rough. Like, hey. what if it didn't work out? What if it like you you're risking a dynamic for like a Rachel and Ross moment? Are you kidding me? I would be so annoyed. Like, yeah, it worked out, and like, yeah, they kind of got out on a TV show. She's like, "Are you guys dating?" They're like, "Yep." She goes, "Oh, okay." She's <laughs> like, "Good for them for handling it well, but like, literally, a Rachel Ross moment just for publicity is not worth it." Like, yeah, it's so interesting because I do remember just like from reading Smash Hits and everything at the time you know when it was revealed that they were together and of course in their interviews and stuff they were like yeah like our chemistry has just been like growing like this these past few years or whatever so it's that's it's kind of crazy that the whole thing was kind of forced on them and even watching like the old performances back and stuff even from the years before they were together they were often paired like in a lot of like the couple dances and stuff in the the shows or the performances so that's very interesting that I guess Simon just like wanted them together I like the way you look I like the chemistry (laughs) yeah but you know at least it did work for the most part like you know they did date for quite a while I think the first round of their relationship was like a good five ish some or even more years um it got more tumultuous kind of after the group kind of was active i think Mm. um so yeah so so yeah i am glad it it did work out for them overall but yeah it's kind of crazy that the whole thing was kind of forced yeah i would have been so stressed like you're all up in my business if it doesn't work out the group's chemistry's effed up no boy and um oh my gosh s club juniors wasn't rochelle from the saturdays in that group and frankie and Frankie, which is, mm-hmm. oh my, we are still dying to talk about that group. We've been like planning. We haven't had a chance to do it yet. But let us know in the comments if you want us to do a Saturday's album review. Or oh my gosh. Pop 101. Yes. And if you want priority, be sure to join us on Patreon because our producers and our CCTV crew on there get top choice. And they actually kind of just help us decide what's going on in our schedule. So mm. hop on that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, I don't recall watching S Club Juniors. Do you? No, I had never seen the series. Um, okay. 
Yeah, I wonder if it's available anywhere. Um, if we yeah. do do a juniors episode, we should, we should definitely try and find it. Um, I just remember, again, just from reading like Smash Hits and, and all the magazines at the time, <laughs> I was so jealous of these kids when they were announced because I was Tell like, that. oh my gosh, I want to be a kid pop star. Right. And their first song was really good. So I was yes, like, it was. <laughs> I like didn't like them due to spite, you know, at the time. Um, and then, of course, there was American Juniors as well, who actually had oh. a lot of the same songs. Like, they have one step closer, too. Oh, I didn't know that. And 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 American Juniors had, you know, like, Lucy Hale and... Oh, wow. Um, I, I think there are a couple wild. other people that eventually did other things as well. But anyway, yeah, that whole thing, it's very Pussycat Dolls. Like, what Robin Anson was trying to do, yeah. like... You know, it's like S Club's clearly getting older. We got to keep the brand going. So let's yeah. create an offshoot. You Not know, let's get the juniors going. Not the spinoffs. Um, spin and actually, junior, the juniors actually had kind of a really interesting career as well. So they have, they have some decent material. <laughs> Look yeah. at it. He's trying to make you guys say yes. Drop it in the com- drop it in the comments, y'all. Give give Chris what he wants. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. But um, prior to the release of the third album, Sunshine, in November. As Club 7 released the official Children in Need single for the second consecutive year, this time with the ballad, Have You Ever. And the song again hit number one. And the album Sunshine peaked at number three in the UK albums chart and featured the group exploring an even more mature sound compared to <laughs> the last album. So they are growing up for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. So I guess with Have You Ever, what do you think of that before we get into the album? I love that song. I love that song too. Mm. I don't know. Why do I know this song? I'm not saying it's like always because maybe it is because of the show. But I remember just yeah. liking it. It's just a good song. I don't. I wonder what's the thought process behind like just writing a song and like do you know it's gonna be a hip or do you like you know what I'm saying like you know some of the b-sides are like okay and then some of the the singles are like obvious mm. awesomeness you know what I'm saying it's a little weird I'll get into that a little bit later um yeah but yeah it's just I liked it I remember liking it a lot um and the videos just gonna hate it I hate the video so much but do you song- the green screen absolutely what was that? You're not all a fan I... of the Ennis House, the famous Ennis House in Hollywood. The house is gorgeous, but all that <laughs> su- superimposed, like because they could probably couldn't get access to the property for longer than a couple of hours, was weird. I hated the video. So <laughs> weird. Yeah, I will say, How You Ever is a good pop ballad, but it does feel like they were just like we had so much success with Never Had a Dream Come True. We just need like a literal part two <laughs> you know what because yeah. it's very very similar i would say yeah um, it is and again joe sounds great and she emotes yeah. really well on this one i would say but yeah i i think it's just hard to compare or i guess hard not to compare hard not to, yes, to i agree never had a dream come true but it is good and, and it does stand on its own as a good pop ballad i would say no i get what you're saying though it's kind of just like what i didn't realize that 
dream come true is about have you ever like no this is what it's about <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> you know so that's why i'm like Literally, okay yeah, yeah. you're right you're right also, yeah nose. sunshine album yeah. i would say this is actually my favorite album of theirs after kind of hammering all four these past few weeks um oh. i think this time the album tracks actually are quite good they do yeah. stand out um yeah. amongst the singles as well um, and I think each member kind of gets their own little moment this time as well, which I appreciate, right? Which is like, nice, yeah. And they're good. Yeah. Like, I think John's track, Sunshine, is awesome. I would say one of my top S Club album tracks. Paul's song, Good Times, is really good. And he has a great, he has a very interesting tone compared to everyone else. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, Definitely more rock-influenced. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just a really nice addition to the discography. Hannah's track, actually, Dance, 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 is actually very fun. Good for you, Hannah. As well. Yeah. So I appreciate this album. I think it's pretty strong. What do you think? You know, it has some interesting tracks on it. And I was thinking, oh, God, Sunshine. Oh, Lord. Like, oh, why? Why is it the title? But, blah, 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 blah. in their defense, it's just the title of the album. Like, the album didn't sound like sparkly and bright, you know, mm. which I appreciate. Uh, I think show show me your colors was really like interesting because it was confrontational. Mm. I was like, yeah, getting his butt about possibly like not making you his girlfriend, you know, like the whole like what are we conversation? Like, ooh, I mean, don't get me wrong, high schoolers and teenagers have that conversation too, but <laughs> it was something that was different for them. Um, I think track listing like way like you was. It felt a little pick me, but I appreciate the whole like you never had nobody like me, a crazy lover like me. And I was like, ooh, okay, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then you had some other songs like Sunshine that actually did kind of go back to what they were doing, which mm-hmm. is not alienating, which helps from which prevents alienation of the core audience. Yes. So I appreciate things like that. You yes. know what I'm saying? I mean, we we said the last album was what? Like Max 13, 14. So I would say yeah. this one's getting into, you know. 16 yeah or maybe maybe 16 to 18 maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 still in high school but we're growing <laughs> still in high school we're growing, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're growing. <laughs> yes so in january 2002 the group embarked on their second arena tour the carnival tour and yeah. then they quickly released their third single from the album the theme song for hollywood seven you and it hit number two in the uk singles chart and the group actually later revealed that they were not supportive of the song being chosen as a single as it felt reductive and didn't match the more mature sound that they were going for with the rest of the material on the album. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, I like what I said earlier. I was like, how do you, how do you t- toe that line? Obviously, but I, I, I can see both sides. Like creatively, it's like, come on, let's let's do it. But business wise, I can understand why they want to copy and paste. But mm-hmm. it's annoying because I'm like, at this point, it's like, 
I understand from a business standpoint, but like, dude, maybe instead of worrying about like releasing a bad song, how about you just write a damn good song, like undeniably good song that is a little bit more mature and can present a different color to the group. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. at this point, playing it safe just feels like you're being lazy. It doesn't feel like, oh, this makes sense. No, it doesn't. You just don't want to try to write a better song and possibly risk it not being good. But why risk? Why write a song that's not good? I think do you songwriters... not like you? No, no, I'm not saying it's not good. It's one of those things where it's like it's easy to do you. It's one of those little dancey, dancey kind of thing. It's, it's a love song. It's there's nothing that's really showing that we've grown except mm-hmm. the fact that it's a different production. And it's just not fair to them because I can imagine, like as artists, you would want to expand a little totally. bit. And the song doesn't yeah. allow for that. And again, it's one of those things where I feel like instead of worrying about it not working out, why not just write a song that's like mature and undeniably good? And yeah, because even even me as a songwriter, I'm like, this song ain't. This is not my best work. It's all right. It does what it needs to do. Yeah. You know? I, I would say it's interesting because, like, Don't Stop Moving turned me into a bit more of a fan, right? Mm-hmm. And for other people like me that maybe heard, you know, Never Had a Dream and Don't Stop Moving and then Have You Ever and then kind of got into them with this kind of more mature sound, yeah. then them going back to you. And if I didn't, like, yeah. you know, bring it all back into a million and all yeah. this stuff at the time. Yeah. I would have been like, nah. I would have been, I, I, my fandom would have been back to, you know, would have gone down a bit. So that's very yeah. interesting, right? Because then yeah. there might be the opposite of where the, there are fans who are like, oh, I miss like the kind of like cheesy Motown thing that they were doing. So mm-hmm. yeah, it is an interesting line to toe. But Motown sure. isn't just cheesy, and that's what kills me. Like you, I agree. Got, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I agree. Like, they... Yeah, but yeah, I actually don't mind you like as a track, like like not. Like taking all of this context out of the yeah. way, like yeah. I actually think you, it's actually a decent track. It I is. think the melody is good. The shared vocals are great. The shared lead vocals. And I will say the music video maybe actually is the best oh part God, of it. Yes. It's so good. Like the whole 50s yes. thing and has a fun little story. The little acting is very fun. I enjoyed that. Um, I would say it's yeah. one of their best music videos for sure. It is. Um, they were on the beach finally. <laughs> yeah, right. And there was a full ass concept. Like it's a, a full concept. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah we love yeah. that for them. <laughs> yeah. I did see in, in my research that this music video was actually filmed before Have You Ever because this yeah. was supposed to be the second single before they got the Children in Need opportunity. So yeah, just an interesting note. So I did also watch the Carnival 2002 oh, yeah. tour uh, recently on YouTube as well. Uh, yeah. Super entertaining. Like yeah. I will say they were very good performers yeah i think because maybe their movements were a little bit more they played street jazz a lot of their moves were like that it wasn't like these like abstracty kind of they were really engaging yeah i was watching and i was like holy crap this is really good yeah and then they all got their little solo moments with those songs on the album as well and 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 they all sounded pretty good on those the ones that sang live (laughs) um shout out to simon ellis the arrangements are really good it's so funny because i know his spice girls arrangements so well like from the first couple tours and i can hear like i can hear similar elements like in the transitions and stuff like just in his choices that he made i'm like oh you can like actually tell that it's like him that's so cute i'm a fan so yeah shout (laughs) out to simon ellis yeah the arrangements on this tour were really really good um but yeah i was quite impressed because i had never actually watched a full concert of theirs so same 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 yeah With S Club 7's recording contracts reaching the end of their term and growing frustration with the insane schedules and disagreements with management, Paul decided to leave the group. 
after filming a few episodes of the brand new television series Viva Es Club, I gotta say with the accent, they filmed in Barcelona. Paul had his final performance at the time with the group at Party at the Palace, an iconic concert which was part of Queen Elizabeth II Golden Jubilee celebrations. And with the rest of the members renewing their contract, they removed the number from their group name, now just known as S Club. Mm-hmm. So, Easy. Paul leaving. I do remember all the reports at the time. Yeah. Um, I remember it's interesting because, you know, they had done such a good job being the super happy uh-huh. group all the time with the uh-huh. perfect chemistry. And, you know, he had the relationship with Hannah as well. So it's just yeah. interesting, like, when he chose to leave. I think that really hurt their image in terms, you know, for the public and, and for the fans because, you know, it was such a huge crack in this, like, really good brand that they had built for themselves, an image that they had built. Um, but, you know, good for him for knowing what was right for him. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure he felt a lot of pressure at the time to stay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, totally. you're not really making much money, and the music isn't really what you want to do either. True, you true. Know. That makes and sense. it's a grueling schedule, and management doesn't even listen to your requests and things, you know. Life is too long to suffer through someone's BS, so I don't blame you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, mm. after a while, it's like, how many more years it is? Oh, I, I don't blame him. Life's too long for that. Oh, <laughs> I don't remember. My life is too short for that? Nah. That's way too long to sit I suffer through the, the day, the weeks and months and years of that bull crap. It stinks for that. I can only imagine what that stress was like. Um, it's, it's rough. It's definitely rough. But one thing about him leaving is that because he wasn't like a Joe or a Bradley, I don't think it was as like sonically. As oh, much as it sure. was optically, which is crazy because like yeah. with Claire and H leaving steps, it was like, well, there goes your whole, <laughs> there goes <laughs> the show. The show, <laughs> yeah, the group's over. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, sorry, guys. Love you, steps. Love you so much. But it's just one of those things where it's like, damn. Okay, bye. And I'm pretty sure that's what Simon was thinking. Otherwise, he would totally. replace him. Mm-hmm. But why replace him? He's a cog, you know? And it's unfortunate, but, you know, he was, you're your product. Nobody wants to hear it as a fan. A lot of business-minded people are like, you're a product. What can you do? What's your input? Here's the output. Okay, how much am I getting paid? And how much can I trickle down to you? Very, mm-hmm. if anything. Um, but, you know, um, jumping ahead a bit, I, I feel like the money situation is is crazy. Like, back in the day, it was really rough. Like, from the, from the East to the West, there's so many artists complaining about lack of pay and such. And I can only imagine, like, how hard his life was afterwards. Because, like, you started out with this one brand, and back then, typecasting was so bad, right? Like, I mm. feel like it was worse than it is now. People are still kind of, like, ignorant. But I feel like back then, it was like, oh, you're part of that group? Forever part of that group, you know? And I can, I remember watching an interview of him <clears throat> with Loose Women in the UK. And he talked about, like, how much money he didn't have. And I was like, oh, my God. This is so stressful. Like, all these acts from the 90s had such crappy contracts. Like, yeah. they really worked so hard. And it looked like they were having fun. But, like, there's only so, so long that the sunshine lasts pun intended mm. you know yeah for sure mm. um yeah also i do want to shout out the jubilee performance because i do have that dvd actually not uh, really. it's just that performance is really funny because there's a whole orchestra in the back just sitting there just staring at them as they <laughs> jump around to don't stop moving because yeah. it was interesting because a lot of the other acts were doing like old covers you know because obviously mm. you know it's the queen, yeah, it's queen celebration so you know a 
I think, you know, they wanted to appeal to, to kind of the general public. So Atomic Kitten sang, you know, like Dancing in the Street and yeah. um, the chorus sang like a Beatles cover, you know, like it, it was like and then now you have S Club getting to sing their own song. So that was a cool opportunity for them. Anywho, Doodle. In November 2002, S Club released their first single without Paul, the dance track Alive. And the song reached number five on the UK singles chart and was quickly followed by the release of the album Seeing Double which unfortunately only hit number 17 in the UK's album chart. And to make matters worse, member Joe, who, as we have noted, sang most of the lead vocals for the group, announced that she had developed a back condition that left her in a wheelchair, meaning she couldn't take part in any of the promotional appearances. Yeah, so Paul was obviously just the first crack. (laughs) Um, So it's very interesting because the downfall was was so quick after that. Because I will say Alive... It's actually a decent track. It's not the best track, but yeah. it's a natural next step part two from Don't Stop Moving. Like it yeah. has that kind of more mature disco kind of thing going for mature it. Mature disco. Um, I will say it doesn't really have much that Don't Stop Moving doesn't have. Like you get that vocoder again, you know, like it's kind of, it's a club video again. Yeah. Uh, like it's derivative. Just, yeah. Very thing. just kind of like more of the same. Uh, the harmonies like, in the bridge are nice, I would yeah. say. Uh, but yeah, what do you think of Live? It's all right. It's amazing, though. Um, yeah. <laughs> no offense. No offense. But it's going back to what I said after a while. It's like, why are we not taking risks? And also, maybe the songs are recorded at a certain time. They're just kind of releasing. Because I know a lot of like, groups do that there's a lot of demos i don't make it out the vault and they're like hey this fits on the album let's not throw it on um but i think they could have took a little bit more risk again like the sound was changing around that time you know like it's okay to throw a little bit of r&b in there throw a little bit of you know unless you have to rap or anything because r&b and pop was still kind of like coming up a lot like i know a into pm was kind of also really hot around the time and ali is more than a woman was hot at the time and 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 um i gotta get through this there's so many things happening. Like, why are we not tapping into this? I mean, I um, would say with the album that they did yes. take on more sonic risk, I I, I would yes. guess from business perspective, you know, Paul left. So they were already scared, you know, yeah. if any fans abandoned them. So they were like, let's be yeah. super safe with the first single from yeah. the new album. That would probably be my guess with, with, with the logic of it. But I agree yeah, with you. Yeah, um, but the song but yeah, is wh- not bad. I'll say that. Yeah. It's not bad. Right, right, right. What do you think of the album? The album was interesting. I feel like it was oh, it was not terrible. Like it had like this Kylie esque "Hey Kitty Kitty," so that was oh, interesting. Yeah. That, you know that the, the harpist scored, harpist scored, harpist scored. Anyway, it was it sounded like Shakespeare, uh, mm-hmm. Shakespeare uh, who did like Pink's songs, TLC. It sounded the Secret Love song with John. Uh, no, Secret Love was the harpist scored song, right? Then, That's Tina. Tina, yes. And yeah. then John was leading too deep. Oh yeah. And I was like, this is nice. There's potential there, but. For me, I feel like the the cohesion was starting to like it yeah. wasn't as tight as it was before. And I feel like they didn't really have a sound that identified them. Like it was S Club with this album. 
Yeah. I mean, I appreciate the experimentation of it. I think after the last three albums that were so cohesive, you know, like I actually appreciate that they kind of did, yeah. you know, experiment try. a little yeah. bit more. Yeah, try. I actually think as an album, like the songs themselves, it's mm-hmm. actually pretty good. Like yeah. it, it's too bad that it didn't do very well. I actually don't remember it not doing well like that um, at the time. At all. I think there are decent standouts. Like, who do you think you are? Like, In Too Deep, like Bittersweet. They did also promote that song Dance from the album yeah. as yeah. well. Um, and that's also a decent track as well. But it was interesting because all the promo is obviously just five of them yeah. without Joe, which is very yeah. interesting. Like, can you imagine Joe so young and she now has this like debilitating back condition? And like the clips yeah. of seeing Double are so awkward with her like kind of taking part and then just like disappearing for all the performances and stuff. Like yeah. it's a bit odd um yeah it's kind of sad to see and i do wonder like if people saw the the only the five of them doing all the promo and stuff and and were immediately turned off by that as well and maybe that led to the album also not doing as well like i don't don't know it's interesting yeah it's a shame oof it's such a shame but yes earlier in the year the group had filmed their first feature film also titled seeing double which was released in april 2003 Unlike their TV series, the plot delved into fantasy with an evil scientist cloning the group. In the same month, the Towboys started reporting that while Simon Fuller and his companies were making millions from the group, the members were seeing very little of that. Mm. And following the release of the mildly successful film, the group embarked on their S Club United tour alongside the S Club Juniors. And in April 2003, during their concert in London, S Club confirmed the growing rumors and announced that they would be splitting. Dang, this is a quick, this is a really quick downfall, honestly, looking at these dates. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah. So yeah, speaking of the film, you did watch some of the clips that are on YouTube. What yeah, did you think? A goofy, it's such a goober movie. Like, it's one of those <laughs> things where it's like, it fits for children, but as yeah. you're getting older, you can tell that they don't believe in this crap, and it's so hard to like, watch. They did as well as they could for the time. I mean, after four years together, too, and I don't blame them for, like, being, okay. Like, the process had to run its course. And this also is kind of like a side-eyed assignment because it's like you can plan for all the success, but why are you not p- planning to make them happy? Why are you not planning to for longevity instead of, like, this flash-in-the-pan situation that's going to cost you more in the long run? But, hey, what do I know? I'm just a yeah. podcaster in my mother's basement. But my point is, why not plan for long-term success, yeah. you know? Um and uh, yeah, I don't, I don't wish that movie upon anyone in terms of like if you were an act and someone was like, "Here's a movie opportunity," I don't <laughs> wish that upon anyone because like the whole goofy like we got cloned thing, it just uh, it doesn't yeah. help either. People don't, no one will take you seriously, especially if you're trying to be taken as a serious group. You know? Yeah, I think what was interesting is obviously you know Simon helped with the Spice Girls movie, yeah. But I think what made the Spice Girls movie so fun was yeah. that they were making fun of themselves and yeah. the whole thing was like a parody yeah this and one this was not like it it just felt like a bad movie and, yeah. and at um, no point in the clips that i saw of it did well, it feel like they they knew that it was very silly and i think that was what was missing from it um, I would love to watch the whole thing though. So if anyone has a full link, let, please send it to us. <laughs> um, and yeah, and then going into the reports of you know all the 
monetary stuff. You mentioned it a little bit earlier because, yes, the yeah. members have come out and kind of more publicly spoken about it since then. Yeah. But yeah, unfortunately, this was very common back in the day, like especially yeah. with the artists that were under the license deals. So that's where you're not signed directly to a label, right? You're signed mm -hmm. to a company that then signs the label kind of on your behalf. Yeah. Um, that's when you really don't see anything because they prop they really were just kind of giving their face away for free so they yeah. weren't seeing any of those sponsorship money they weren't seeing yeah. any of all of that work that they put into it and yeah. yeah it just shows again the music business is just terrible Seedy. like these people just took full advantage of these young kids well, and yeah. just milked them for everything and then just kind of threw them away it sucks like there's nothing I can say about it. It really does suck. And um it's a lot of work to do and mm. it's evil. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just super evil. There's no other word for it. It's just effed up for sure. Yeah. <sighs> I yeah. I it is good that they could just kind of feel the momentum yeah. screeching to a halt and they were Not like, screeching. Okay, we need to end this. Like I think that was yeah. definitely the right move to make. Like clearly the demand was dying, but you know. They kind of were like, okay, let's let's quit they while we're their, yeah. ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They pulled their own plug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And up. then Simon still had S Club Juniors to then push. Because oh, yeah. then S Club Juniors became S Club 8. You know? Oh, he is so tacky. Uh -huh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, honey. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, in May 2003, the group released their final single at the time, the double A side of Sing Double, album track Love Ain't Gone Away For You, and the new track Say Goodbye which had a music video featuring the group reflecting on old footage while packing up a house. single hit number two in the UK and the greatest hits album best the greatest hits of S Club 7 also hit number two in the UK after its release in June um these songs are okay I guess Love and Gonna Wait For You was again a very safe choice from Brrr. this album I wonder if that was supposed to be the second single after Alive or or if this was they were just like we need something kind of happy you know just for this final single to Cohen's you know to be the, uh -huh. a double with Say Goodbye. Uh -huh. um, the video is also kind of a lazy montage as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that song's fine, I guess. Any thoughts on your end? Mummy Gone Away, real good. It, it feels good, but it's like nothing I remember. Like, oh wow, it's so memorable. Uh, it's not a yeah. bad song, but there's, again, there's safety in a disco track, plain and simple. And then Say Goodbye, that's just like, well, it's our farewell song. We have to make up, we have to do something. 
Okay. Like, that's what it felt like. And that's what I'm going to treat it as. Yeah. I, I mean, I actually think the melody of Say Goodbye is, is pretty. Yeah. And, you know, all the members get their little moments. I do think the vocal processing and layering for Hannah and Tina's lines are Evil. hilarious. Diabolical. Like, you can just hear the struggle as they're trying to deliver these lines because they're like long notes as well. Yep. In a year from... Um, <laughs> I was it's like, diabolical. It's not like, this nice. This is a struggle. Um, but nice. I will say, I do like the music video for Say Goodbye. I think it's a good yeah. kind of split video with them kind of reminiscing on everything. They do show footage of Paul, which I appreciate. They did not yeah. try to erase him from their history. Gosh. Um, and yeah, the whole kind of packing up their house thing was was a good concept for it. Indeed, I agree. But again, it, it came and it went, much like how I feel about <laughs> the whole thing. It was just yeah, like a hurry up, wrap it up, bye bye. <laughs> yeah, at least they did do a goodbye single because that's the. Yeah. I hate when groups are just like, "All right, it's over," and then it's just like uh, no closer. I'm crying. You know? Closure's a luxury, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate the closure, ladies and gentlemen. That's what I mean. Closure. I appreciate the closure. No, I'm case. teasing. I'm teasing. Yeah, but yeah, for fans that don't get it, I'm gonna let you know now. There's a couple groups I love so much oh yeah me too oh my god you've seen unsung on um uh, tv one you want to talk about no closure jesus then i found out some of the members died and i was like oh that's why okay <laughs> i wouldn't want to release this song i mean either. this is why i'm so excited girls louder coming back together because that oh my i do not have closure at all from the 10 tour so yes this is writing that wrong but anyway back to s club so in the following years after their split the members embarked on various solo endeavors Time to take your lunch break. When we return for part three, we'll get into the members' solo endeavors and the various reunions the group has had since 2003. See you there.